0: Numbers don't lie, however, you can get them to tell whatever story you want them to say. One doesn't need to be Warren Buffett to know that the NFT market is not at its all-time high. However, there's some emerging trends worth keeping an eye on. So today we're going to dive into some data, cover some highlights throughout the year, and look at a positive statistic that could easily be flipped and turned into a negative depending how it is presented. So if you listen to yesterday's episode, I spoke about nonfungible.com. It is a great place to get some industry insights as far as some hardcore numbers and statistics. A massive report that they do every quarter. There is a paid version and a freed version. So this data that I'm going to actually take is coming from there. So this is a little overdue because this was really comparing the second quarter of the year with the third quarter of the year. However, going forward, based on the conversation that we're now having in the space, I thought it was just very important to bring this up and draw out some statistics that are in this report. So for starters, the number that everyone speaks about, especially if you're looking at the traditional news media, they're going to say that the dollar value is down considerably. And yes, that is true. That is not just a spin And the difference between the second quarter and the third quarter was actually 77% down. However, the number of transactions, the number of sales is actually only 5% down. So a lot of the reason why that number is so far down, the 77% down as far as the dollar value, is number one, cryptocurrencies in general are down in dollar value. But then also, as people are panicking trying to get back to cash, they're actually lowering the number of crypto that they're going to take in return for the sale. So it's sort of a perfect storm. The value of it is falling, At the same time, people are actually lowering the price that they're willing to accept in crypto. And also compared to that 77% drop in the actual dollar value, the number of buyers is only down 22%. Sellers is down 11%, which is kind of interesting. We're seeing that the number of buyers is actually falling faster than number of sellers. Also indicating why the prices of things are falling when there's more supply compared to demand a free market says prices fall and that is exactly what is happening right here so again a perfect storm the value of crypto is going down the demand for it is going down but also the list price in crypto is also going down to find an equilibrium with the demand but where I think it's also interesting to see is the actual number of active wallets that are in the space so that is anything that is not just buying but selling so everything in general and that number is actually only down 17 percent yes that is down we don't want to see that number go down However, that is not a massive drop, especially compared to that 77% in the dollar value. But the biggest fall is the profit. So people that were used to flipping their NFTs and just making killings within, say, 24 hours of launch, what have you. Well, that number, even from the second quarter to third quarter, is down 84%. And because of the falling prices, that also means that the number of losses have also increased. There's 44% more loss at resale. But when I opened up, I said there's a number that really, depending how it is presented, could tell a very different story. The average number of days that an owner actually has one of these NFTs has gone up 13%. Now, I'm gonna give both sides of the argument. One side could say the reason why that number is up is because people just aren't buying, so basically people are being stuck with these NFTs that are no longer selling. Or on the flip side, you could say that people are now buying things rather than looking at it to flip, they're buying things that they're planning to hold for a longer period of time. So depending how you look at that, You could spin that different ways. Or you could say that people are holding onto it, hoping for that bull market to return. They bought it at a peak and they just didn't wanna take their losses, but as necessary, they then stomach it up and just say, all right, finally, I'm just going to sell it. And that is why they're holding a little bit longer. So depending how you look at that, but the way I actually look at it is to say that people that are coming into the space right now aren't looking for those quick flips that they were getting earlier in the year. And because of that, they know their expectations are very different than what they were doing earlier. So now when people are going into a project, in the back of their mind, they might say, OK, this might take a while to sell. This is an e-illiquid asset, meaning this is not something that I'm just going to convert out into crypto or into cash very quickly because at the end of the day, I have to find someone that is willing to pay what I'm listing this for, and that might take some time. And I think we have a greater understanding of that now, which is unrealistic to say that I was going to buy something in the morning and then triple my money by the afternoon. But that is what people became accustomed to. And as this bear market went deeper and deeper, I think those expectations sort of got a little bit more realistic and new people that are coming into the space, although it is not a flood of people coming into the space, are understanding that, okay, I should just buy something, maybe one and two over a particular project that I really believe in, that I want to join a community or get some utility or whatever it is without that expectation of whatever NFT mints today. I just want to get into that and flip it really quick. That expectation has sort of been blown out of the water and has been proven wrong. And people's mindset is changing coming into that space. And I think that is a very good thing. Another number that is up considerably, well, 9%, if you call that considerably, when you're looking at a chart of everything falling, being up 9% is a huge number, and that is the number of active smart contracts. So this also says that not only are... People holding longer, but then builders are also creating different smart contracts. Now, some people might say, "Well, that just means that there's more sellers coming into the space." However, the number of active sellers has fallen 11%. Remember, so this means that the people that are already active in the space they're deploying more smart contracts. So builders are building in this market. So I think that is a very good thing. The people that have maybe came into the space for the cash grab—they're the ones that are exiting. So those sellers are not really taking part anymore. However, the people that have legitimate businesses streams of income different utility that they're trying to apply and different ways of using all this technology they're going deeper and deeper and because of that despite people leaving the number of smart contracts are going up and i think that is very interesting And of course, the number that probably most of us can see on a daily basis is the falling prices of individual NFTs. And between the second quarter and going into the third quarter, and definitely more now, however, those numbers haven't been compiled yet, we're talking about a massive drop-off. So between the second quarter and third quarter, there was a 76% drop in the average price. So we're talking about the average NFT from like, say, $643 going down to about $154. That is a massive drop-off. Now, again, this could be told in different ways. Ways. You could say, well, this just means that everything in the market is losing value, or it could also imply that cheaper NFTs are coming onto the market at scale. And there's two ways of doing things as far as business goes. We have large numbers at low price or small numbers at high price. And to give you a comparison as to what this is, that is the difference between, let's say, a Rolls Royce and a Lexus. A Lexus and a Rolls Royce are both nice vehicles. Don't get me wrong, there is a big gap between them. However, Rolls Royce is not mass produced. They're individually made, fine tuned by handcraftsmen, and their price is very high. Whereas Alexis is coming off of an assembly line and is doing much more volume. The same is to say with a Rolex watch versus your average watch that you're going to find at a department store. Yes, they might be nice. However, it is completely different. And I think that is where we're moving right now because at the peak of all this, that's when all the bases and the blue chip projects were getting all the attention the lazy lions, the bored apes, the pudgy penguins. The Azuki's, the proof passes, the doodles and all those projects that we are well aware of their name at this point. However, today we're seeing a lot of different projects and utilities come into the space, whether it is for games, tickets that are for events associated with books and other products and many other applications that might not necessarily be at that massive price point. And another way to look at the general interest of where this market is going besides looking at the prices and the numbers because no one really likes to look at red charts. A great way for any business, it doesn't matter necessarily within Web3 and NFTs, is to look at Google Trends. And something that is really picking up steam is going to have high number of searches. And with Google Trends, you can actually look to see what people are searching for these days. And the peaks for NFTs happen to be in January. But don't worry, this is not all doom and gloom. It seems to have bottomed out in August, meaning that the decline is in for the most part and the market is pretty stable as far as the interest for it, what people are searching for. But some notable things to see that the three countries that are dominating Google searches right now are China, Hong Kong and Nigeria. And I think that's very interesting for the simple fact that China does not have the typical NFT market. Not to mention, they don't even have the access to Google and all of those things. So these searches and these numbers that are coming in are definitely people that are sneaking onto the open internet. But the interest is very high there. And Hong Kong, of course, is a region supposed to be a free region within the borders of China. However, There's some political unrest and things there, but they are coming in at number two. So I find that very interesting. But what is most exciting to me is that Nigeria is up there at number three. Of course, Nigeria is a heavy population center as far as Africa goes. But the reason why I find this very interesting is that this is expansion into areas that you might not typically hear about. Okay, this is where Web3 is going and NFTs, but definitely Africa is wide open. And it's very interesting to see that even with these developing countries where I am, for example, I'm in Jamaica, We have skipped the whole desktop revolution. So rather than going from desktops to mobile phones, people are going straight to mobile phones. So I find it very interesting that all of a sudden that we're seeing the interest in a country such as Nigeria of them being number three on the list for searching, getting interest within this market. So where I would expect to see the highest numbers in North America and Japan, South Korea and countries like that, it was actually shocking to see that they were low. They were very low on the list. So despite things being down across the world and the higher markets being down, mainly driven by the American economy and what's going on in North America and Europe, it is great to see that it is spreading around the world. And this lower price point is bringing in more people. So I would not be surprised to see a surge in NFT activities and marketing being tailored towards African communities because there is a lot of potential there. And not just on Ethereum, but other blockchains as well. I know Cardano is doing a lot in developing nations, and in particular, on the continent of Africa. I was going to throw this out there that Nigeria is actually a country within the continent of Africa. A lot of people like to speak about Africa as if it is a country, but no, it is an entire continent with many, many countries. But I'd love to know, how do you interpret this data? I went through a lot of numbers, but most importantly, the two numbers that I would like to highlight and just hear your opinions on are the number of contracts increasing and the average duration of the ownership also going up. What are your thoughts on that? Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Love to hear your thoughts. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.